Journeying with Newman, The Path to Sainthood. Newman on the Motherhood of Mary. My name is Melissa Villalobos, and I'm eternally grateful to John Henry Newman, who miraculously cured me in my pregnancy. He has also done many favors for me as a nursing mother. I'd like to introduce you to this passage from John Henry Newman on the motherhood of Mary. I love it because it reveals Newman's own loving nature and gives us a beautiful reflection on the role of Mary as our own nursing mother. Now, as you know, it has been held from the first and defined from an early age that Mary is the mother of God. She is not merely the mother of our Lord's manhood or of our Lord's body, but she is to be considered the mother of the Word himself, the Word incarnate. God, in the person of the Word, the second person of the all-glorious Trinity, humbled himself to become her son. He took the substance of his human flesh from her, and clothed in it he lay within her. And he bore it about with him after birth as a sort of badge and witness that he, though God, was hers. He was nursed and tended by her. He was suckled by her. He lay in her arms. As time went on, he ministered to her and obeyed her. He lived with her for thirty years in one house with an uninterrupted intercourse and with only the saintly Joseph to share it with him. She was the witness of his growth, of his joys, of his sorrows, of his prayers. She was blessed with his smile, with the touch of his hand, with the whisper of his affection, with the expression of his thoughts and his feelings for that length of time. Now, my brethren, what ought she to be? What is it becoming that she should be, who was so favoured? It is the boast of the Catholic religion that it has the gift of making the young heart chaste. And why is this? But that it gives us Jesus Christ for our food and Mary for our nursing mother. Fulfill this boast in yourselves. Prove to the world that you are following no false teaching. Vindicate the glory of your mother Mary, whom the world blasphemes in the very face of the world, by the simplicity of your own deportment, and the sanctity of your words and deeds. Go to her for the royal heart of innocence. She is the beautiful gift of God, which outshines the fascinations of a bad world, and which no one ever sought in sincerity and was disappointed. She is the personal type and representative image of that spiritual life and renovation in grace, without which no one shall see God. Her spirit is sweeter than honey, and her heritage than the honeycomb. They that eat her shall yet be hungry, and they that drink her shall still thirst. Whoso hearkeneth to her shall not be confounded, and they that work by her shall not sin. I particularly enjoy this passage from Newman because it gives incredible insight into his character in at least three significant ways. First, it reveals his very tender and deeply loving nature, Without question, his brilliance is monumental, but just as noteworthy is the enormity of his loving heart. 
He adores Mary, and the fact that he uses an analogy of a nursing mother to describe her shows that he has reflected on the special bond that exists between a mother and her infant child and deems it incredibly important. He understands that nursing gives more than nutrition, but also comfort and love. This is an enlightening analogy because it reveals that Newman was not an isolated intellectual genius, but rather he was a genius among the people. Newman, a brilliant scholar, still kept close to the ordinary people in his life, such as the nursing mothers he must have encountered in his parish. Newman's powerful genius of thought is interwoven with his loving heart when he explains with his example of Mary as our own nursing mother that a loving relationship with her and with Jesus too, of course, precedes and serves as the basis for our innocence and that our resulting spiritual purity allows us to powerfully defend our faith. Second, and in regard to the defending of our faith, this passage reveals Newman's desire for the laity to be strong and courageous in the defense of the Catholic religion. Mary nurses us, Christ feeds us. Thus, as a result, we can go out and do great things and prove to the world that we are following no false teaching. As Newman explains, evangelization starts with our own closeness to Jesus and Mary, which results in the development of interior virtue. Interestingly, it is our interior virtue that allows us to be a light to others in proving truth to the world. We can go out and vindicate the glory of Mary because we are actually nourished and loved by Jesus and Mary in our relationships with them, and our hearts lead us on in outshining the fascinations of a bad world. Uh, Finally, this passage captures Newman's sweet humility. Only Newman would encourage us in all of our might to go out and face the world and do our best in the simplicity of our deportment. We can sanctify our words and deeds. He is telling us to be eager for holiness in our ordinary ways, just as Mary lived. In our little ways, we can be gentle, loving, and humble, just like a nursing mother. And much of the time, this will be when only our dear Lord can see us. And in so doing, we honor Mary, the most beautiful gift of God. Many know of Newman's indisputable brilliance, but the genius level of his understanding is probably the direct result of having such a loving heart as his foundation. This loving heart allows him to have the fullness of truth in understanding Jesus and Mary. We should imitate Newman's devotion and be ready to defend our faith with words and deeds. He too is a beautiful gift of God and worthy of our boast.